Today on More Than a Name podcast, we are joined by basketball trainer and founder of TJL Training, Tyler Clerk. Tyler, thank you for joining us today. Appreciate you guys for having me. And you know, Tyler, before we jump in and ask you all the questions, can you just talk about what TJL Training is and the current state of the business? So TJL Training is a basketball training business. Um, train players of all levels from fourth grade all the way up to professional um, NBA level players just about getting players better skill-wise as well as confidence, improving their mentality, all those kind of things that will improve them on the court, but also improve their mentality and confidence off the court. When you were playing basketball, what kind of inspired you to start this business? Um, so originally, um, basketball was like the thing that I was obsessed with ever since pretty much when I got into high school, basketball was like my obsession. I would just basically work out every single day. And it was funny because when I was in high school, I'd actually say, it's like a dream of mine to get paid to work out. And that's actually kind of like what I do now. So um, in a different way than I thought I would, but yeah, I went on to play in college for a year and I ended up just loving the process of getting better more than I actually liked playing. Playing became more like a job for me and the actual process of like working out and then actually getting other players better became more enjoyable to me. So that's where I ended up kind of transitioning from playing to training other players. And, you know, what you just mentioned is pretty against the grain. You know, usually people, what they love is playing the games, right? They don't like putting in the work or they don't enjoy that aspect of it. So it's definitely a rare quality that you have, you know, as, as a basketball player, you know, now as a trainer. And you mentioned, you know, going from fourth graders to professional. So if you talk about a little bit like the, not the business model, but like, is it just you running it or do you have partners, other trainers? Kind of talk about how you got it off the ground and kind of where you're at today. Yeah. So basically from the start, it was just me. Um, just hustling, grinding, doing everything I can to kind of build up my name. And now I'm kind of at the point where it's like, I want to be as smart with my time as I can. So I have another trainer who's starting to work under me. I'm trying to expand his role and then also grow the online portion of my business. And then also try to get some other trainers. Eventually down the road, I want to have like a huge facility where I have a PT, a dietitian, um, athletic trainers, all that kind of thing. So everything can be in-house. But right now, it's pretty much just me. I have like a little assistant who helps me with some training, does some training uh, for me as well. So that's pretty much the current state. But down the road, I want to have a lot of different other people underneath me to kind of just build up the player as a whole, not just from a basketball standpoint. You have such a vision for your company, for yourself. But if we rewind a little bit, you know, can you talk about one, how old you are? And two, you know, did you finish college or what made you drop out in that transition? So right now I'm 21. I turned 22 the end of this month. And um, yeah, so I, I decided to drop out after my freshman year. Going into college at first, I wasn't too bought into it. Um, I started to get a clear vision of what I wanted to do before I left for school. But once I got there, I really realized it wasn't for me um, and what I wanted to do. I decided pretty much when I got to school, I was going to stop playing, become a trainer. Um, there's a lot of other things I want to get into down the road that's outside of basketball. And the main thing was I just realized I didn't want to work for somebody else. So main thing with college, I think college is good for some people, but for a lot of people, it's not really needed. I think with the access to information, there's a lot of different ways for people to make money, um, to build businesses and things like that. But, um, so yeah, I just realized I didn't want to work for my, uh, for anyone else. And the way of college is pretty much you get a job and then you work for somebody else and then you retire. But for me, I knew I wanted to work for myself, own my own business, that kind of thing. So I was just like, you know what? My money and my time is better spent elsewhere. So my thing was, I want to learn from somebody who's doing what I'm doing. 
So someone like Drew Hanlon was the person that I took, for example, was I want to go learn from him. So for example, in college, my business teacher didn't own a business. So everything on paper looks a lot different than how it is in real life. You can see all the things on paper about business, but until you run one, you don't really know the ins and outs. And obviously there's a lot of good professors out there who may have owned businesses or been in businesses and things like that. So they might be more knowledgeable, but in my instance, my business teacher didn't own a business. So what are you going to tell me? You don't know the ins and the outs. So I was like, let me go learn from somebody who is doing it. So after I dropped out, I said, I'm going to go learn from one of the best. So I reached out to Drew Hanlon, got an internship with him. And that's basically where it started, where I was just like, I'm going to learn on my own, use the information that I have, use connections that I have, build connections, and just learn from people who are already doing what I'm doing instead of sitting in class, spending 20 to 40, 50, 60, some people 70 grand a year um, to learn and do something that I don't really think is going to benefit me. For some people, like I said, that's the right route to go. But for me, I realize that's not where my time and my money is best spent. I think that definitely speaks to, you know, your attitude, work ethic, and, you know, not everyone shares that. And so can people from the outside looking in, oh, you know, this 19-year-old kid is going to drop out of college and, you know, go have, um, you know, I'm assuming but probably an unpaid internship with a basketball trainer. You know, can you talk about what some doubters, whether it's, you know, people you thought were friends that were kind of giving you a hard time, didn't believe in you, and maybe how that might have motivated you, uh, you know, to get to where you are now and further? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, looking back at it myself, I realized, I definitely looked a little crazy on the outside, but to <laughs> me, I could see like, I could see where it was going to take me. So it made sense. Mm-hmm. But for everyone, there was definitely a lot of like people that were my friends that were talking behind my back saying I was crazy. Um, actually one person, um, that was kind of close to me was the first person to call me when they found out I was leaving college. And basically it was just like, you're going to regret this. This is stupid, terrible decision. You should never do this. And so that's just an example right there. People who are going to tell you, what you should do, but they can't see my point of view. So that's why I wasn't too caught up with it because they couldn't see what I can see in my head. So I, I understood where they're coming from, but at the same time, I knew where I was going to go. So I mean, I definitely got some backlash, um, but I, I expected that, you know, I wasn't taking a, a traditional route and there, I don't think there's really any basketball trainers out there right now that dropped out of college. I don't think there's, I mean, there's probably some now, but when I did it, I didn't know anyone. So like there was no route for me to take and follow someone else's footstep. I was kind of just creating my own way and just doing what I thought was best for me in my situation. So you said, you know, create the best situation. So a lot of us right now with Corona, they're in a lot of different situations, but you know, what would you say to those wanting to start their own business, wanting to, you know, take that leap of faith almost that you took? I mean, I would say, like for me, one thing I've always believed in is just like kind of getting started and figuring out as you go. But I think it has to be a combination between like having a vision, having a plan, and then just getting started and doing it. I think a lot of people obviously get caught up in having the perfect plan and there's never going to be a perfect plan. Like I'm sure some people had some great plans for this year and then coronavirus hit. Those plans got thrown out the window. You totally have to change what you're doing. So there's never going to be a perfect plan. So you have to have some sort of plan in place. Um, you have to have a, a pretty clear vision of what you want, what you want your life to look like, what you want your business to look like, and what you as a person want to look like down the road. And then you just have to start. Like You're going to figure it out. You're going to learn as you go. You're going to make mistakes. That's part of the process. So I think it's a good combination between those three things, just starting, figuring it out, having a decent plan, but having a very clear vision of where you want to take it down the road. Like you said, everyone can have a plan. And you know, you started to execute your plan 
But at the end of the day, you had to have, you know, clients trust you and, you know, build, you know, sort of started word of mouth at the beginning. Was there a moment early on where it was like an aha moment, a light bulb went off? You're like, okay, this is going to work. You know, I'm going to do this. You had some kind of um, gratification coming back from your clients and, you know, a a big client that started, uh, started with you rather. Um, There was definitely a moment. I can't really say I remember when it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, I started to gain a little bit of traction once I got back from doing that internship. Um, that was one of the things that I definitely wanted to do because it gives me a reputation right off the bat that I have worked under someone who's knowledgeable. So right off the bat, that kind of gives me a, a decent reputation. And then I started to gain a little bit of traction from that. And from there on, it was just like, I got to give everything I have to every player that's in front of me. So not trying to worry too much about like, who I'm going to get next or walk, not where I want to be right now. And just worried about where my feet are and just taking care of the people that I'm in front of. So my one quote that I always kind of live by from the start and live by now is like the man who does more than what he's paid for will soon get paid more for what he's doing. So like going above and beyond and taking care of the people that are in front of me, doing more than what they expect. So that way they have to tell their friends about it. Mm-hmm. They're going to be hyped up. They're getting results. I'm doing everything that I possibly can for them. And then that's how that was going to spread. So I think, I think my mentality about it and just making sure I'm trying to take care of the people in front of me was what allowed me to start to really build it up. And then, like I said, I gained some traction, got some higher level players, and then now I am where I am for now. So, um, yeah, that was, it was definitely rougher at the start, um, tougher to see the vision, but about a year or two in, you can definitely see that it was going to really work out for me. So. And, you know, you talk about building your reputation. You flew out with Drew Hanlon, and he's, you know, arguably the most premier NBA um, trainer there is. What kind of lessons did you take from him? And, you know, what do you attest to him now? And do you still talk to him? Um, I haven't really talked to him uh, in a while. I went out there last summer. Um, was going to try to go out this summer. Obviously, everything kind of happened. So that was kind of thrown out the window. But mainly just, just noticing how the pro players operate. Um, noticing how he operates as a businessman. I was more interested in learning from him than meeting any NBA player, honestly. Um, just seeing how he operates, how he, like, how, how he is mentally, how he approaches his players, how he talks to his players, every little detail that he was doing, I was trying to just catch on from and just really just being a sponge and learning everything I possibly can from him, whether it's business, basketball, how he carries himself, how he interacts with other people. Um, so that was definitely a big help and just, just learning everything I possibly can from him right off the bat. Cause that definitely set the standard for where I want to be. So I think going out there, I saw the best of the best. So I know what it looks like. I know what it takes. And then that gives me some fire to get to that level. Cause I know what it looks like. And some people, you know, they might be just starting out and they can't see what that looks like. So they don't really know what it takes. Right off the bat, I saw what it took. So I compared my work ethic to him. I wasn't comparing my work ethic to the people that were around me. If I was comparing my work ethic to Johnny, who's at uh, BC or one of my other friends who was at college, their work ethic is not what's going to take them, take me to the level that I need to. So right off the bat, I was like, I have to be working as hard as Drew Hanlon is the best trainer in the world. I have to be working as hard as him to get to where I need to be. The game of basketball, it's always growing, right? So you may have mastered something two years ago, but, you know, at the, at today, you know, as we sit here today, the game of basketball has changed, you know, from then. So can you talk about how you are today, you know, in the present, continue yourself to get better, 
and you know make sure you're translating those skills um, to you know your people you're training. Yeah, I mean the game is definitely changing a little bit. Um, I think it's just it looks like it's a changing a lot more because of social media and that kind of thing. But I mean, like you said, just always trying to just stay on top of everything and just learn. Um, as as a basketball trainer, I think there's a lot of different areas that you can learn from. Like there's a lot of different parts to basketball training than just the basketball aspect. Obviously, I, I try to spend at least an hour every day uh, watching film, breaking that kind of stuff down. I also uh, try to learn from sports performance stuff. I try to learn the business side, psychology, skill acquisition. And then obviously by doing training, running sessions, I'm learning. I'm learning about myself, learning about the, the players, how they learn, that kind of thing. So it's de- every, every day is a learning process. I'm learning something new about basketball, about myself, about the players that I train. But I think it's just a big picture, and it's not just – the basketball training part, I'm always trying to learn everything I can, but I think it's a big picture. And that's what makes a really great trainer in my eyes is their ability to combine their knowledge of psychology, getting the best out of players, basketball, what really allows players to learn things the quickest sports performance in the business side as well to combine everything into one big picture. You have your own business. You work with so many different kids of various different ages. And, you know, as a boss, as an owner, how do you work with whether it's your customers or if you have a coworker to work on the psychological side, the mental side, some stuff that's maybe not on the court at all times? Mm-hmm. So for you can always tell, like, some players are built differently. Some players struggle with different things. Um, but for me, one of the main things is just confidence, right? The greatest thing a player can have is confidence in themselves. And that's the best thing that I can give a player. So one thing that I really try to focus on is like the little things that they say to themselves. And this carries over into life as well. Like say you mess up in a drill and some kids will be like, Oh, I suck. I suck. I suck. I can't shoot. Imagine if you did that in school, like, Oh, you got a bad grade. Oh, I suck. I'm stupid. I'm this, that cycle is going to keep repeating. So Same thing on the basketball court. What they say to themselves really matters. And it's going to really either tear their confidence down or build it up. So if a player makes a mistake and they say, I suck, they're just tearing themselves down. Whether they realize it or not, a lot of players don't even think about that. They just say, oh, I suck. You're just reinforcing that to yourself. So Mm -hmm. the mind always tries to um, validate what it's saying. So if you say you suck, your body is going to act in accordance with that and try to find reasons why you suck. But if you say, you know what? I made a mistake. That got me better. I'm going to learn from that. And you have a positive attitude. You're going to be able to move forward through the mistakes because obviously everyone makes mistakes, not only in basketball and life, but you can make those mistakes, have a positive positive attitude from it and learn and stay positive. That's what's going to build a player up. So the main thing is just their confidence, what they say to themselves. For me, that's so important. One of the players that I train plays overseas now, and he, he had a, uh, a problem with that as well. And we just kind of gave him a couple little phrases like, all right, you miss a shot. Just say to yourself, I'm a shooter. I'm a shooter. And then slowly over time, he built his confidence. And now he thinks, and he is one of the best shooters that I train. But it was more that mental shift first that allowed him to make that physical shift on the court. Has there been a moment uh, throughout, you know, growing the business where you told yourself that you suck or I can't do this and, you know, how you stayed positive? Was there a mental cue that you use personally uh, to kind of get yourself through, you know, those sucky moments? That's a good question. There, there definitely is. There's been a few times where I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. Am I, do I know what I'm doing? Like, you know, you just, there's just days where, you know, maybe 
client doesn't show up or you're not in the best attitude and, and things just feel like they're worse than they are. I mean, everyone has those days, but I'm able to really catch myself when I'm in those, like whatever mood or thought process because I've helped other players and I, I had to learn it myself first. So there's times where I've been like, oh, I don't know. I just, am I even good at this? Should I even keep doing this? But I'm able to catch myself really quickly, get myself back on track. And I, I do kind of say some of those things and I'll write some things down. Maybe like, um, one of my things is like, I want to be the best trainer in new England. Um, so that's what I'll say. I'm the best trainer in new England. I'm the best trainer in new England. And that kind of just reinforces. Okay. Like, like I said, the positive attitude and that confidence in myself. And then just when I keep saying that it builds me up and then I'm good and I keep attacking, I just keep moving forward. So there's, there's definitely been times where I've caught myself thinking some stuff like that, but just have to catch yourself and just, just keep moving forward. So. Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely important, almost like talking it into existence, how you said the mind validates. But, you know, if someone was to say, you know, Tyler, what is your why? Like, what would you say your why is? That's a tough question. Um, For me, I would say my why is just like, I've always wanted to live a different life and take care of myself, but take care of the people around me. Life's really short. I I think about that a lot. Like, one day I'm going to be gone. But when I leave the earth i want there to be an impact that i left so i started a, a youtube channel a while ago too and part of my reasoning for that is when i'm gone those videos are still going to be there my message is still going to be out there this podcast could still be there so whether i'm alive or not hopefully when i leave here i can leave some sort of impact on somebody so whether that's a kid that i trained who's in sixth grade and you know i might have only trained him once but my attitude maybe something i taught him he might remember that for the rest of his life Cause I remember when I was um, training with some other people, like I remember certain little moments, maybe something a teacher said to me or something, I could be that person for somebody else. Now, if, if exactly. I was say 80 years old and someone that I trained when I was younger came up to me and said, you changed my life. I'm good. Like mm-hmm. if I can leave something for somebody else while taking care of myself and creating a life that I enjoy to wake up to every single morning, I'm good. I think, I think I lived a good life and I can, um, be happy with that. That's awesome. I, mean, I think you're definitely building yourself up and, you know, you are going to be a role model if you aren't already two kids that you do train ultimately, you know, maybe some friendships and, you know, as you grow older. Um, but now for the most serious question of the interview, let's hear your NBA championship prediction as the uh, NBA playoffs are getting underway this weekend. That's a tough question. I've been, I haven't been too caught up with all the, the games. I try to just like go through and watch. So when I study, I try to watch every single made basket. So from the bubble, I haven't got totally caught up. Um, I'd say maybe the Lakers. Um, I mean, if Damien keeps playing the way he's playing, who fucking knows? Um, (laughs) Out of the East, I mean, maybe the Celtics, they have a chance. I think a lot of different teams have a chance. I think some teams came out of the, the quarantine different. Some teams are a little bit better. Some teams are a little bit worse. So, I mean, the situations are very different too. You know, there's no home court um, advantage. There's no disadvantage to the teams because they don't have to travel. So, I mean, it's a totally different ball game right now. And I think um, it could it could definitely play out uh, pretty surprisingly. So we'll see. But I'd say maybe the Lakers or maybe the uh, Celtics. All right, that's fair. You know, you're not caught up because you're working too hard. We can't blame you. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I never watch live basketball games. It's weird as it sounds. And then, Tyler, you know, for listeners out there who want to follow you, follow your journey with your company, where, where can they find you on social media? 
Um, I'd say Instagram, Twitter, uh, at TJL Training, or you can find me on YouTube at my name, which is just Tyler LeClaire. Awesome. And Tyler, thank you very much for joining us today on More Than the, uh, More Than the Name podcast. We really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for having me.